Hello, and welcome to the production podcast, the one where we talk about all the practical and extravagant needs for your event. I am this week's host, Donica, and joining me today is Judith and Megan, where we will discuss the special effects inside of events. Hi, everyone. I'm Judith Goulot. I'm French, as you can see from my accent. And today I'm going to talk to you about the underside of fireworks and pyrotechnics in events. Let's start! Fireworks and pyrotechnics are also two technologies specific to events in general. But what are their secrets? Pyrotechnic shows are a little more than just fireworks. The soundtracks and cutting edge pyrotechnologies make them real colorful shows that you sometimes remember for the rest of your life. Beyond the spark in the sky, there is a huge amount of precision work by the master fireworkers whose know-how combines chemistry, electronics and a good dose of creativity to put star in your eyes. They play on emotions with all the technological possibilities of today's fireworks. For example, they can use warm color to underline intense emotions like apprehensions, excitations, anger, or cooler color like blue, white, flashing effects for more calm and softness. As a result, the combinations of fireworks and music make it possible to express many things in the sky. But what is pyrotechnics? More generally, pyrotechnics shows can be considered to to be different from simple fireworks when music is added to them. They then become a show made of sound and light, able of provoking all sorts of emotions through different music, to the point of ending in the indispensable final bouquet. In recent years, numerous innovations have made the tool used by fireworks experts increasingly precise. It's a software that allows the synchronization of the fireworks and the soundtrack. Everything is prepared in advance, down to the last detail. That say, it's never the same as the life experiences, always unique due to the variables such as rain or wind. Weather is not always in our favor. This content renewal of fireworks enables this, the public to be amazed at each major event without abandoning the great classic, the round peony tap bomb. My French must surely know this one because it's the one we use for our national day in July. My name is Megan Balf and I'd like to say a big hello and good morning to all who are listening. I'll be discussing special effects under the headings of fog, smoke and haze. So, let's get started. To create dreamy looks, nothing beats fog. And to make light and laser beams sparkle and dance in the air, smoke and haze are a must. 
There are three main types of machines used to generate these effects. The first one is fog machines, which use dry ice. These machines produce a low-lying fog rolling effect by dropping solid CO2, which is dry ice, into boiling water. Dry ice is very cold, it's actually 70 degrees Celsius, and it will lose about 30% of its volume every day as the CO2 sublimes back to gas. The solid CO2 is available in pellet or block form from industrial gas suppliers and can be stored in an insulated polystyrene container. The second type of machine used is the visible fog effect from the fog machine which actually uses water vapour. The CO2 gas is invisible and the dry ice fog gives the walking on clouds effect. There are some minor problems with the dry ice fog effect. The first is that it is most effective when air circulation is bad, in that it remains close to the ground and does not disappear quickly, making the effect more impressive. Contradicting this is the need for health reasons or to spread the fog throughout the room. Ventilation is key so that concentrations do not get high enough to cause breathing problems. Fortunately, this is a small problem as most of the dry ice fog is water vapour and CO2 does not reach toxic levels very quickly. However, it is a good idea to maintain ventilation and use the fog away from areas with high airflow such as entrance doors in order to avoid the fog from spreading through the room fastly. Dry ice, due to its extremely cold temperatures, must also be handled and stored safely. This includes the wearing of gloves when handling it and using a heavily insulated container for storing it. Dry ice machines also require a full-time operator to monitor the flow and to constantly feed the dry ice into the machine. And the third is smoke to generate smoke machines. A glycol or water mixture is vaporized by heating under compression. Nearly all smoke machines work this way. Glycol or mineral oil smoke guns all work with the same principles, although their size, precise methods of operation and the chemical used do vary. The basic principle is that a mineral oil or glycol based substance is heated, atomizing the substance, which is cryojets at a football game. This is then forced out of the machine under pressure. This produces a familiar white cloud effect, which rises and spreads throughout the air. Thicker smoke is produced by increasing the length of the smoke burst. As opposed to fog, smoke rises in the air and obscure viewing depending on its density. To confuse matters, commercial smoke machines are often called fog machines or foggers. It is also possible to use heavy smoke or low smoke as an alternative to fog. A low smoke machine, which is known as LSG, low smoke generator, uses a standard smoke machine connected to a chiller unit. This makes the smoke colder and the surround, than the surrounding air, causing it to fall to the floor in a similar manner to dry ice. An LSG uses liquid CO2 to chill the smoke fluid. The advantages of this type of machine are that the fog can actually be pushed up to 16 foot and outwards as far as 20 foot. There are no toxicity problems with this machine. Another spectacular fog or smoke effect is created by pushing liquid CO2 through the nozzle at high pressure in devices called cryojets. They are used to generate fog bursts which shoot dense white fog straight up into the air. They can be ganged together and controlled remotely but only work with regular switches. The CO2 is pumped to eject 
jet, via and common line, very similar to a hose. For haze, a very fine mist is produced when it uses which is used for enhancing light beams in the air. This is either produced by vaporized oil or by dispersing a glycol fog using a fan. Cheaper haze machines use a low output glycol fog machine with a fan to disperse the output. More expensive machines use different vaporization techniques to produce a very fine and regular haze output. From a safety point of view, on glycol-based machines, the nozzle of the machine may be hot. The haze may be condensed in and on nearby equipment like confetti and streamer cannons, smoke machines, foggers, and haze can be set off remotely using DMX controllers, similar to the ones used in Lightning. Safety of fog, smoke, and haze, smoke machines, or hazers should be tested in the event venue prior to the event. If there are smoke detectors, then there is a very distinct possibility that the smoke machines may set them off. There are many venues where smoke machines cannot be used because of a fire alarm system installed. In fact, these devices are now banned in many venues or the fire department must stand by on site for a large fee. If possible, Smoke detectors should be disabled during and only during the effect. Again, however the venue may charge for this service. If this is not possible, a test run is advisable. If in doubt, smoke should not be used because evacuation of the venue during the show is not the effect sought. In relative terms, the ingredients used in smoke and haze fluids are quite safe, but there is an ongoing debate in the entertainment industry about whether the output of a smoke machine is safe or not. When exposed to strong concentrations of the fog, many people tend to get watery eyes and dry throats and noses. People suffering from asthma or allergic sensitivity may experience irritation, discomfort or allergic symptoms when exposed to heated fog effects. It's a good policy to ensure that where smoke is being used in the vicinity of performers, it is to keep the minimum required to achieve the desired effect and to post-warn people. Other safety hazards include the condensation of smoke back to fluid near the nozzle of the machine, causing a slippery hazard. The nozzle of the machine, which is very hot, causes burns and a large amount of smoke causing panic and disorientation in the audience. Okay, thank you very much to Megan and Judith for your segments. And now, finally, my segment will be about lasers uh, inside the event industry and their application, but also the safety of using lasers at events. Now, lasers actually stands for light amplification by the stimulated emission of radiation it's an acronym i never truly realized until i got more into events myself now obviously the radiation doesn't mean anything like chernobyl or nuclear it's just simple radiant vibrations of the lights you know nothing to worry about there 
Uh, now your typical vent laser usually powered by things like ion gas now like that's a simple mixture of gases that you might find in things such as neon or argon they really allow the light to be very vibrant um, now a bit more into the science and to keep it short not to bore everyone at home it's simply just atoms getting excited by the photons so that's just simply electricity electricity just charging these atoms they bounce around inside the machine and they bounce around very quickly due to the mirrors that are held inside like this allows them to pick up more and more speed get more and more agitated and excited until eventually there's a small opening that all the light is focused out of that is what allows us to create our laser beams now you can get different projectors that uh, provide different effects for laser beams these like will funnel lasers into shapes such as waves and fans you have cones and tunnels and streams if you've been to any disco any concert rave you're guaranteed to have seen these you see them all over the place they're very very common um, as i'm sure you all recognize now one cheat that does happen inside events and again this is typical in concerts and raves is a thing called bounce mirror now, this helps spread the light across the entirety of the venue it really adds to the atmosphere and uh, the overall experience for people it also means that as a producer or like the event host and organizer you're going to cut down on the machines that you need because these bounce mirrors will eliminate the need for multiple machines across the venue you only need them at the stage where the actual um, performers may be Now the next piece of equipment that will help you with your laser show is obviously a good projector. Personally, a great effect that these projectors can provide is the Lumia laser effect. This allows the most beautiful psychedelic colors to fill the air and ceiling of your venue. They are very abstract. They provide the most eye-popping colors and contrast to everything. Done correctly, they will create a whimsical, otherworldly effect for your audience and it guarantees something that they will never forget. Now, the thing about lasers is the software will run on any PC or laptop, making it very accessible but the actual application can be a bit trickier. The main thing that you see in events nowadays are things such as aerial and animation projection, which allows the lasers to move at such rapid speeds across the air that they appear to be creating a moving object. Now it can just be simple animations and the more uh, lasers involved will create something that's slightly more complicated with more colors. Uh, now this is not the same thing as projection mapping, Projection mapping involves primarily a, a projector just scanning an image onto a building and warping it, but that's nothing to do with lasers, that's just, just a simple trick of light. Now the thing about lasers is they work best in tangent with another piece of equipment that was actually discussed in this podcast. If you have anything that will create a fog, mist or smoke, any of those machines that were discussed earlier by Megan, 
these will help make the beans much more visible and vibrant like they will create them uh, much brighter towards the audience but the further they go back and run perpendicular to the audience they will actually end up becoming less bright and dull the color some more so that's just something you need to keep in mind um, and for a successful show obviously aim it towards the audience that's who's going to see it but that also brings me on to the most important thing about my segment and that is the safety of lasers now lasers themselves are quite dangerous they can damage your eyes quite easily if they are left focused on them for too long now the solution to this is something called audience scanning it's provided in many many of the softwares for laser shows that is where it keeps the lasers moving and it doesn't settle for long enough on any one spot for it to potentially damage an audience member's eye. That's why you see many of them flicker and create strobe effects, which again is another issue. Uh, things such as epileptic fits are a problem, but unfortunately there's nothing that you can do to prevent that other than to simply not have lasers at your show and provide warnings to your guests that they will be there. Um, now, the second thing about laser safety is the actual safety zones themselves. This, again, helps uh, further prevent any damage to the audience's eyes, which is the primary thing that will be damaged through lasers. It's just the way they are. Uh, now, there is a general safety zone of uh, 10 feet above the ground and about 8.5 feet in front of the audience. Nothing can get within that range of uh, the lasers because that's where like that it'll damage them easiest however anything outside the zone is considered safe and that is uh, a safety requirement that we ourselves and many anyone else that will provide you with a laser show will insist and implement And finally, thank you to everyone who has listened, and um, we will talk to you next time. It was Judith Goulot about the fireworks and pyrotechnics. Thank you all for listening. like to say a big thank you for listening to our podcast and we hope you all enjoyed hello everyone it's judith again i just want to say thank you for listening to our first podcast and to stay tuned for the next week where we will have a special guest mark shield coming in to talk about the future of technology in events also, make sure to check out our Instagram account for all updates and video of all our equipment at Morlock Evans. And of course, you can view all of our services at our website, morlockevans.com. Until next time, it's goodbye from all of us here. <laughs>